Hello, everybody, and welcome to Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. I'm your host for this episode and all episodes, Hookaloof, 24, a bear. And this episode's guest is the artist formerly known as Fidchelvor, the man of many universes. And today we will ask him a series of chilling questions that drill down to the dark heart of man. Fidchel, hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. That is actually one of the questions that you got asked is, how are you? Yep, that's one question down. There we go. Nailed it. Um, for for those who are not in the know, you are something of a prolific artist. Yes, that is true. <laughs> uh, you you have been you have been around for for a while, but diving diving right into the interview portion of things, how how did you get your start with creating art? How did I get my start? Um, I guess I was uh, according to my parents drawing since I was like three. Wow. I never really stopped. I had quite a vivid imagination. Um, I would always just pick up the nearest writing utensil and draw something. Um, it's, it's just really nice being able to convey your imagination onto a piece of paper. It's just something that's always intrigued me and you know that's what really kept me going. Yeah and that is that is only expanded as you've gotten older. Oh yes, for sure. Um, especially after being introduced to the internet, uh, for sure. Uh, DeviantArt in particular was a huge source of inspiration for me. Um, it helped me learn how to get into digital art. It just um, expanded my, like, you know, just my sources of inspiration and you know, different uh, research methods. Like, there are a lot of different artists. I don't know anyone in particular that inspired me. But um, there was just a lot of different things on there that really impressed me and made me want to keep working at my style. So that is that is interesting. I guess I guess it's probably since you've started from such an such an early age, it's difficult to track down specific influences. But uh, yeah, for sure. Where if if you could if you could point to one source, maybe not maybe not like the one that pulls it from you, but like an an early inspiration or an early method of actually learning how to do the thing that you like to do. Did you take classes, or was there a book or someone who you just emulated? Mm, I have not taken very many classes at all. I'm mostly self-taught. It was mostly um, artists on the internet, you know, DeviantArt, like I said before, uh, cartoons. I watched quite a bit of those back then, like any other normal kid. Um, but as for books, I'm like just starting to get into books, honestly. I'm trying to right. further expand my tool set. I'm trying to learn some things from references, photography, and um, that's that's really it. That That is impressive, is that even even at this point where you are now, you're still looking for new opportunities to learn. Yes, I'm always looking for ways to challenge myself. I think that's something that's an undertaking that every artist should do. For sure. Absolutely. Uh what about what about your your sort of entry into the furry fandom in particular? Was did that happen just as soon as you got into DeviantArt or was there was there one critical moment that sort of opened your eyes to this wacky world? Not a critical moment. I always um you know, because of cartoons, it always introduced mm-hmm. me to um, anthropomorphic characters but um like i said before the internet has opened 
a lot of different doors for me and a lot of different sources of inspiration. Um, actually, before I got on the internet, though, I mostly drew humans. Really? Sure, I drew humans. And I didn't really start getting into uh, the fandom until I got on the internet. So, I mean, just with all all the different artists, all the different styles, it, it was quite inspiring. And um helped me to see more of the fandom for what it was. So, um, yeah, that was definitely how it got me in there. I think that is downright fascinating. Yes. Don't draw humans much anymore, though. Eh. <laughs> That's for sure. There's there's better things to draw. Yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> though you have, if I recall, I think you've drawn some humans previously, though I imagine it was for things like commissions and such. Um, recently, the only time I've drawn humans was for practice. Um, those are things that I've not really revealed much to anyone. Ooh. Um, but there are those very few pictures that do feature humans. Like, um, I drew little story illustrations for, um, uh, one of my character's arcs. So there is that. Although, right. although it was a while ago, so. But yeah, it's rare that I draw humans, even for practice. I mean, that's, that's fair. It's your, it's your pen. You can draw what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually might be getting back into it pretty soon, though. Ooh. I'll have to draw more humans soon. Interesting. Yes. Do you wanna do you wanna reveal any of that, or is that a special secret kept close to the vest? Uh, I'm planning on doing a little illustrated novel type thing to reboot my Pokeverse arcs, I suppose. Ooh. And that's that world does involve humans, so I'm gonna have to buckle down and try to figure that out again. It's inevitable that I'm gonna have to draw them. That that is curious as to have you know a focus on mostly non-human characters, but still involve human characters in your various, well, not various, just mostly the one world. Yeah, true. It's just you know it's a long time coming. It's going to happen eventually if I ever want to expand on this universe. So, <laughs> um, gotta have yeah. that shoe drop. Yeah, for sure. But like, I don't. Know, I guess when it comes to drawn humans, like I never. I never found a style that really resonates with me, so I'm going to have to work at that. I'm sure you'll be able to figure it out. Yeah, hopefully soon. Alright. Uh, let's... Let us sort of foray from the less formal, artistic side of things and into the more fandom-oriented things. You, Are... if I recall, recently hit a million page views on Fur Affinity? Yes, after 11 years. That's impressive. For sure. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Uh, it's honestly kind of surreal seeing that number. I never yeah. thought I'd make it this far. Well, let me be not the first, but a person to congratulate you. <laughs> Thanks very much, man. I appreciate that. Uh, though this does raise the question of, since you've been so involved with uh, Fur Affinity in particular, which is has the trope which derived the podcast's name from, have you had any sort of interesting interactions with people Perhaps sending you unsolicited notes with weird contexts or behaving in interesting ways that sort of are unique to you? Mm, at least once a week. Oh, yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> yes. Uh, I do there's... get interesting notes like that, yeah. Uh, are there any that stick out to you over your over your 11-year career as a Fur Affinity user? Any that, to this day, remain unique? 
All the unique ones that stick on my mind are ones that I'd rather not talk about. That is totally fair. It goes a little deep. But as far as your standard subject high notes and all that, uh, Mm. it's almost a blur, honestly. I don't... I can't even count how many of those I got. So uh, <laughs> those uh, ones about requests, trades, commissions, even though I made it very clear when I opened for those, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all a blur. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that there are there is a, a special subset of certain artists who are all about the trades. Definitely. Um, I, I have done some trades recently, but I'm honestly... Uh, I think my standards might be a little too high, so whenever I get those trade notes from uh, from some people and I'm not very interested in their art, I always feel kind of bad, but I mean, it's something that's going to happen, so. I mean, there's something to be said, because your art is a very well-refined product, you work a lot to learn more, you are constantly having stylistic evolution, so I, yeah. I think you have the right to be picky. Yeah, for sure, and um, I mean, all these other artists, they will improve in time, too. Absolutely. And once they're good enough, they may prostrate themselves before you. Possibly. If, if, <laughs> no. they're, if they're not pissed off at me already. <laughs> uh, yeah. Huh. Well, regardless of who may or may not be interested in trades or requests or commissions out of the blue, uh, you, I think, are the first person who I've had on the show who has a Patreon. Oh, yes. I do. Uh, would you? I'm I'm very curious about how that has sort of worked for you. Do you have any any sort of insights into the experience of having a a Patreon funded artistic career? Um, Patreon. I'm very very thankful for Patreon for sure because um, the amount that I'm making right now it has opened a huge door of opportunities for me. I think that thanks to it. I'm going to be able to leave my job. Um, It's a contractual job, so I can't just quit. But when I do, I'll actually be able to go freelance, which is a dream come true, basically. Fantastic. I can't express into words how amazed and thankful I am for all these people for supporting me. So uh, I certainly gave it a lot of thought. I don't think, unless something happens, um, I don't think that my life would crumble before my eyes if I were to leave my job like this. It's, it is definitely a hard decision um, Mm -hmm. because of benefits and such, but I think this is for the best. Honestly, all I want to do is create content. And if I have all day to do it all day, every day, that is, that's what will make me happy. Hey, I I think that's for the best that you go ahead and live your dreams. Yeah. It's incredible. Honestly, how far it's come. Like I'm, mostly a safe work artist i'm (laughs) it's amazing like i restrict myself to that i know it's not as popular um vor is the niche that has certainly carried me without that there would be no way i would get like this popular so Mm -hmm. um it's definitely thanks to that but it's still very surreal (laughs) i think my art definitely still needs a ton of work um but I can see where I excel and what people like about it, so I try to deliver as much as I can. Hey, that's that's the that's the ideal. Yes. Give the people what they want. For sure. Uh 
I'm going to go ahead and pull a question from the thing that you posted on Twitter real quick, because I think this right, is cool. an interesting one. Uh, first, I'm reading the username. I have no fucking clue how to pronounce this, but <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it my best shot. At Mayuporg490 okay. asks the question, as an artist, what do you appreciate from your fan community? Mm, I've already touched up on that, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah. uh, aside from the Patreon, uh, my, my server, it's basically developed like it's not just your standard board community i feel like it's my community it's just mm-hmm. something that has built up so much made a lot of really cool friends really awesome supporters and it just feels like a second family to me that's really what it comes down to it's fantastic now the second part of this question is what do you not tolerate from your fans what do i not tolerate uh damn i forgot to write a list <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> uh, I just I would really want people to read what I put out I understand sometimes it's, it can be missed but I try to list out everything all the information necessary for things like commissions and other other such things like for example stream rules and such I've, I've realized in in all these 11 years that a lot of people don't really, like, I guess they don't pay attention to the details. They don't read very much, so they send me, like, all these different requests and all that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been happening for such a long time that it doesn't make me that upset anymore, but it's just something that I wish people would do. It's just <laughs> read what I put out, because I know people have so many questions about different aspects of what I do, so... Yeah. Um, aside from that, I don't really, I don't really ask for much else. Just don't be a dick bag. That's really it. Yeah, I I think that's a fair a fair rule. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just don't be a dick bag, and I won't be one back. All right. Uh here's here's another one from uh, Twitter user Kali Doggo. Oh my gosh, I can read that one. <laughs> uh what future plans do you have in mind if and when you finish your Fidverse wiki? Mm. I think this is from Damien. What's up, Damien? Um, <laughs> the Fidverse wiki is never going to be done. <laughs> uh, as as far as I know, it's never going to be done. I'm always building my worlds, making new characters uh, when appropriate. And there's always so many opportunities to work on these characters that, yeah, there's no end in sight, and I'm okay with that. The never-ending grind. Yeah, for sure. Hey, there's there's something to be said for constantly doing the thing that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. I never run out of things to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, sort of circling back to the uh, the more art-oriented side of things, do you think that there is, say, an influence for you, not, not necessarily in art, because I believe we touched on that a little bit, but an influence for you in terms of storytelling? Is there a piece of media, movie, show, story that you would say has helped to inspire you? Besides, I think the obvious one being Pokemon. Mm, well, I don't think any of the Pokemon games have a good story. Um, <laughs> wow. Aside from, aside from maybe Mystery Dungeon and Gen 5. but Hot, hot takes only here. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon... I will say that Pokemon is also 
carried me. I know that's the thing that a lot of people already know about, especially in the furry fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, I've before I even made Pokemon characters, I've just been stuck on the idea. Like I'm not, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that, um, just because I wanted to be wholly original, I guess. But I do not regret it at all. Um, it's brought a lot of a lot of really cool fans into the mix, but a lot more people and. Uh, yeah. Um, as for other sources of inspiration, I don't really watch many TV shows at all. Movies are very sparse as well, but I guess it's really a combination of everything, though. Video games, movies, and um, TV shows I can remember. But other than that, I don't think there's much else, nothing I can say in particular. I mean, there's there's something to be said from just sort of absorbing through osmosis the various ideas presented and then mm-hmm. making them your own. Mm-hmm. Though I I want to I want to draw some particular interest to this because I was talking with uh, Ruby Snoot, one of the guests, and my roommate, and mm-hmm. he minutes before I started recording this was excited that you were going to be going to be a guest on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's he's super excited to hear sort of about your 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 history, your side of things, and one thing that he in particular pointed out is he was curious about um your your process and how you seem to always be on the grind and do it so quickly i know a lot of people get burnt out on art very easily but you Mm, i don't get burnt out on art because it always has a specific subject behind it not only that but my characters my worlds it's something that i really love and i'm passionate about Um, i love to keep working on them so that's one thing that's been really keeping me going is not just drawing something but having something to build on, you know, as far as um, character and story development. Um, but, you know, I have commissions as well. I've recently started that. Um, so far, not really burned out. I think uh, it's another nice way to get people's ideas out because people have been wanting it for me for so long. So I've been trying to fit it into my schedule, which is really tight, as you can imagine. Um, yeah, no kidding. I try to always just sit down, make... Make a very, I guess, a loose schedule, but I'm always, like, putting down goals for what I want to do each day. As All for, right. yeah, as for getting things done really fast, that really just comes down to practice. I've been drawing almost every day of my life, so, uh, you know, muscle memory, I kind of got used to it, so nothing much else I can say, but, yeah, keep drawing. What Would that be... Let's let's turn things to sort of uh, more amateurish art- audience. Blah, mm-hmm. I can't speak. I have a podcast and I can't speak. <laughs> it's all uh, good. It happens. Uh, more amateur artists out there, and that you know could be anywhere from like drawing for one month to drawing for six years compared mm-hmm. to yourself. What would you say is a piece of advice that you would offer to folks like that who are looking to develop quickly? Hmm. I will say again, try to draw every single day. If not that, um, take, a, take a break for one day. But draw every other day. Do not draw fewer than six days. Um, aside from that, do not shirk critique. Critique is a very, very important tool. I wish I took it in better back then. Um, nobody really gave it to me. I didn't search for it. And it took me quite a while to improve, honestly. Um, so having that different perspective from other people is invaluable because they will point out things that you might miss. So 
It's just, yeah, again, very nice to get a different pair of eyes to catch things that you can't. So critique, very important. Um, uh, that, those are my, yeah. That is that is fascinating. I'm, I'm curious if you, I know a lot of people sometimes avoid critique and just criticism in general because it's difficult to separate the art from the artist and mm-hmm. take them not personal. Do you have any advice? For accepting critique? Yeah, for, you know. For for those who may be less less predisposed to it, um, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's right. I, I can't say much more than that. If if you don't like critique, I mean, you don't you don't have to take it if you don't want to. But I would really recommend it as somebody who was in that boat back then. I didn't like critique either. Uh, I still don't like certain types of critique i'd rather have something really constructive and about the art rather than things like story or writing but um just take whatever you can get and try to find some kind of form or some place to share your art and yeah you'll get you'll notice things a lot faster and thus improve for sure there's definitely a difference between constructive criticism and irrelevant critiques yeah, mm-hmm. I've got plenty of both. And so if you're someone out there who's getting a lot of irrelevant critiques that don't really help you, feel free to ignore that. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, here's one from Meteor Max. Max Meteor. Hey, what's up, Meteor? Uh, is there anything you've previously found yourself intentionally avoiding or being strongly disinterested in, but now find yourself genuinely interested in learning about and working with as time goes on? Hmm. I think that I've been rather consistent with my likes and dislikes past the years. Mm-hmm. I guess the only thing that comes to mind right now are humans. All right. Again, we talked about it before. Yeah. I'm trying to get into them more to draw them in a style that I myself can appreciate. Uh, it's going to take a bit of work, but I'm definitely going to have to draw them here soon. So. I'm sure you'll do a fantastic job. Yeah, I'll try my best. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and here's uh, another one from Delectable Dewey. Right. Uh, what it, which is sort of related to what we've done, but what inspired you to start drawing what you love to draw? Mm, what I love to draw. And you could, you could sort of interpret this as you please. So, bellies. Hmm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me think about that. <laughs> uh, well... I don't think I can add any more to that than what we previously talked about. Um, Sources of inspiration. Like, for a while, before I even found the the Vore community, I thought that I was kind of a freak. (laughs) Wow. uh, For liking that. I never found anybody else who did or expressed interest. I thought that I was super weird, and I kept it to myself. But upon, and I really don't remember how I found it, I remember coming across a website with that subject, um, with Vore pictures in it, it probably doesn't exist anymore. It was just like a little blog website. But seeing that website, it really changed my perspective and thankfully introduced me to what the fetish was even called so I can look it up. (laughs) But yeah, that opened a big door for me. Uh, In turn, inspired me and... Just having all these different people who are into the same thing is just really quite relieving and refreshing. So um, that's really how I got into Vore. 
and uh, kept drawing for the community. And I really can't say much more than that. I, I think that's I think that's all you need to say, though. I, I will I will say it's interesting to hear that somebody was already into the concept before they even found out its name. Oh, yeah. It's been a while before I even found it. So, I mean, there, you know, it takes all kinds. I used to personally be terrified of the subject mm-hmm. when I was much, much younger. Hmm. And I, don't, I saw I, it happening in cartoons and such like it just I don't know it. It triggered something in me. <laughs> it was very appealing for some reason, though. I mean, that's that's the thing is a lot of people get these these sorts of kinks from cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's a here's a fun one from. Oh God, I keep picking bad ones that I have no idea how to pronounce. God, <laughs> oh, Christ, there's so many syllables in this first one. Uh... I'm going to skip some of these ones, uh, which is a general sort of question related to Pokemon from Prairie Goblins. I'm I'm sorry if you know this person and you know how to pronounce their their name. I'm very sorry. Mm, I don't. (laughs) I'm bad at names. Uh, And it was was the general sort of question of what Pokemon would you want by your side? Hmm. I wonder. (laughs) Mm, Well, I I wanted to ask in case it wasn't the obvious answer. Yeah, let me think about that a little bit. Uh, no, it's it's basically that. What you're thinking, probably. <laughs> hey, that's totally fair. I just wanted to, I figured I might as well ask. Either Lucario or, or Brakeson or someone like that. Aw. The, the fur baits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the furry bait ones. Yeah. All right. Uh, though, I did want to touch on something that I have had somebody... Not not necessarily in reference to an interview with you, but just sort of a conversation that I've seen in passing. And what do you feel about style copycats? Style copycats. Um, the, the the people who cross the line from inspiration and sort of tiptoe towards stealing. I have encountered a couple people that have been doing that, uh, specifically for my style, mm-hmm. but... I'm, I guess I'm a little mixed on it. I don't mind it if they are trying to produce their own content, I suppose. I think that using another style is, in a sense, a gateway to discovering their own style. Uh, This has been something that I went through as well back then. I didn't completely copy other people's style. My style would always just kind of leak through, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think through experimentation, people can uh, really really find that style that resonates with them so uh, i definitely think it's not a bad thing but if they're like flat out copying i don't i guess i don't have to say that's that's something they shouldn't do yeah Uh, i I think it's natural especially when people are sort of just starting and getting their foothold in something that like even tracing other pieces of art is a good way to sort of get that muscle memory when you're just starting out but you definitely shouldn't claim it's your own Mm Mm-hmm. yeah that's going a bit too far yeah so by all means, if you're just starting to do art or if you're listening to this podcast and the story of triumph from your favorite artist has inspired you to pick up a pen, feel free to trace. Just don't say you did it all on your own. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever it takes, but don't go too far. Yeah. Uh, another another incredibly bold take. <laughs> Tracing is bad. Tracing is bad. Uh, well, I do agree with you, 
Uh, tracing is good in uh, in some ways with muscle memory and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, tracing something exactly how it is, uh, just don't just don't get too comfortable. I suppose don't get too complacent. Try to eventually um, wean off and do your own thing. You know, it'll benefit you in the long run. Yeah, true. All right. Uh now, sort of the flip side of the awkward interactions that you get on a daily or weekly basis, uh, has there been any, well, there's there's obviously the Patreon and stuff like that that we've covered, but there is there any specific event that you would say is sort of a unique, cool experience that happened to you as a result of this, uh, this, this fandom? Is there one instance in particular? I went to MFF 2019. Woo! I would not have gone to it if this community did not exist. Uh, my community, in particular, in my server, we mm-hmm. kind of got together, um, made a little channel for all the people who were going. I did Artist Alley there. How did that go? It went really well. There, there were so many people. I couldn't believe how many people came up to me and knew me, uh, greeted me, and all this, like. It was very surreal. Like I didn't think I'd get to this point where I would actually have fans, a lot of fans, coming up to me in real life. Uh, it was almost emotional. So <laughs> it was a really cool event. Honestly, it was. I never thought I'd go to a con either. Like, really, huh. but I. If it was to meet my fans, I was willing to do it, and I'm glad I did. It was. It was a really good time, and I'm glad I did it. Glad I got to draw some stuff for all the fans out there and meet cool people. It's, it was really neat. Yeah, that's fantastic. Was there was there any particular reason why you were sort of hesitant to go to a convention uh, before having fans as in as a driving factor? Mm, I just there was nothing in a con that really interested me. I suppose. All right. But I mean, the main thing that drove me to go to this one was not only that it was the biggest one. But um, there were there was just that opportunity to finally meet all these awesome people in real life, and and that certainly happened. I met so many different people. It's it was a great time. So I'll definitely try to go to more cons in the future. Do you have any planned uh, at the moment? I want to try out Anthrocon this okay. summer, so I will be going to that next. Fantastic! I guess uh, if you're listening to this and you'd like to. Say hello to Fidchell. Go to Anthrocon. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm the dork wearing the vest, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. You've, you've even got a good brand. Just look for a dork in a vest. <laughs> Alright. Um jeez. I'm sort of I'm sort of running dry on questions. We've been we've been we've worked very quickly through this. Oh yeah? You're you're something of a natural when it comes to interviewing. Oh really? Oh yeah. You've you've <laughs> been so? you've been very concise and like you have had answers just sort of locked and loaded for everything. Oh dang! Well, appreciate that. No, no, thank you. Hmm? Uh here's here's one is just sort of an interesting idea because I'd I'd be curious of your perspective. Is uh same person who asked before about something? Same person who asked before <laughs> about. Fuck, I lost their question. <laughs> How, why, Twitter, I hate this website. 
Uh, the same same person with the impronounceable name who asked about what you appreciate from your community and what you don't appreciate asks, do you have a Curious Cat account where people can ask you questions? Curious Cat. I've only heard about that like a couple times. I don't know what it's all about, though. Uh, it's basically that... an application that does Tumblr asks, but I was curious because I know that you had a Tumblr that I think you... I don't know if you're still doing it or if you have... Oh, yeah, for the whole character ass thing? Yeah. Uh, I've not done anything for that one for a while. It's kind of on lockdown for now. That's fair. Um, I do have another Tumblr account, but it's for my webcomic. Ooh. So, yeah. I don't think I've read that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as well known, for sure. Uh, it's just a, a mystery dungeon webcomic. It's been going on for a couple years. Unrelated, but are you excited about the uh, mystery dungeon remake that's coming out? Yeah, for sure. I have not played that one originally, so really? I'm even more excited for it. Yeah. Looking forward to it for sure. Fantastic. Um sort of touching on wow, I can't believe that I just forgot what I was going to say. What <laughs> it a, happens. What a terrible host. <laughs> happens a lot to me too, honestly. Yeah. I'm I'm going over all the questions and I think that they have more or less all been answered, even even ones that were not directly asked. Well, will you uh, jog your memory? Perhaps I can ask you a question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, how flip long the have script. You been following? Have, uh, how long have I been following you? Yeah, myself uh, in general. Uh, I I got involved with... I, I lurked for... Offhandedly for like a few years, not really getting involved mm. in anything, sort of out of embarrassment. And then three years ago, I started posting. And I'm bad at commenting, and I'm not a social person, so I never speak to anyone. <laughs> but I you you're doing a podcast well you know we're trying we're shaking things up it's a new decade yeah. we're, we're we're breaking barriers oh new year's resolution uh my new that my new year's resolution was to do a podcast oh really well yeah so i'm getting that out of the way years. early so that i can spend the rest of the year being unhealthy <laughs> well but, you got three episodes so far including yeah. this one so you're doing a good job uh but yeah, i've i've good. I've only been involved for about three-ish years now, probably a little bit less than that. Hmm, okay. And I've just, you know, I've seen your name around uh, really? Twitter and such, um, like, liking my stuff and all that. You're I... one of the names that I uh, recognize, so. <coughs> you okay? I, I was. I, I was going to make a senpai noticed me joke, and then I choked <laughs> on the concept of making that oh, joke. Uh, but no, that's... I did not expect to have the the script flipped, but I I've been a big fan of of your your work and your whole your whole drive for a while. I think it's a fascinating concept of sort of blending the two topics of uh, long form storytelling and interesting character arcs and fun kink content. <laughs> awesome, man! I really appreciate that. I have seen your stuff around too. Maybe a couple animations. I I have I have around? done those. Mm. I've I actually started animating before I started drawing. Oh. Which okay. is not traditionally how that's done, but Yeah, yeah, the, for sure. <laughs> the the animations that I've done are sort of born of that it's like modified flash puppetry, if you've ever played with Flash. It, I have played with it recently with my most recent animation, but I always do things frame by frame. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the good that's the way that looks good and is nice. Yeah, but it certainly takes a lot more work. It's true. 
Uh, but it, it really shows your stuff is very excellent. No, thanks. All right. Uh, the 30th gush on this podcast has now been concluded. I can't believe it. We made it to 30 compliments from me. <laughs> what a milestone. <laughs> no, not really. I just feel like I keep coming back to that. Uh. <laughs> all right. Um, but I believe that is that is all I have to ask you, and we're approaching around where the length of these things usually are. And so I'll go ahead and ask you: Is there anything that you would like to promote or plug towards the end here? Plug? Uh. Mm, not really. I guess I could give shoutouts, though. Absolutely. If that's all right. Um, yeah, again, to my fans, you guys are like my second family. I don't do many things outside of this, so as you can <laughs> imagine, um, you guys are very important to me. Thank you very much for your support. And uh, I'll give you a shout-out for doing this podcast. Oh, snap. appreciate you having me on. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I I think it's I think it's a neat concept is to sort of let people's favorite internet artists speak for themselves. <laughs> yeah, I don't do this very often, so it's pretty refreshing. Yes. Exclusive guests. Yeah. Only found here. Yeah, I, I mean I stream, I use a mic, but you know, this kind of thing is certainly pretty different. But yeah. uh, it was you, fun. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed. If you for for some reason if you know about me, but not about Fidchell, you can find him on. Oh God, I don't even know all of your all of your proper names. Fidchellvor, mm, just Fidchellvor, most places. Yeah, it's either Fidchellvor or just Fidchell. Um, Fidchellvor on FA and Echo's Portal. If you know that place, uh, Twitter's Fidchellvor, I believe. Hold on, let me just. Double check. I've always been switch, uh, switching between like Fitchell something, but it should be pretty consistent now. Yeah, Fitchell Vore. Mm. So uh, those are my main hubs, I suppose. Uh, just just Google Fitchell, and I'm sure you'll you'll find him. <laughs> yeah, it's not a name that's commonly used, so you'll likely find it. Un- unlike me, if you look up Hookaloof, there are three other people. Yeah, I actually put your name in uh, FA, and I couldn't find you for a moment. Yeah. That is that is because Hookaloof was taken, but the underscore Hookaloof was available. Hookaloof was taken. Yeah, that's is a it? whole. I, I, I. This is not. I borrowed this name from a sound that I heard, and a, clearly I was not the only person who borrowed the name from that sound. Wow, that's unlucky. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's pretty unique. I, I'd argue that it's unlucky for anybody who tried to use this name and isn't a porn artist. <laughs> <laughs> because oh buddy there's like a, there's like two twitch people who have the same name i'm so very sorry for you <laughs> i i got that seo rankings my my twitter shows up first i'm very sorry <laughs> uh don't don't follow those people if you're looking for me i don't have a twitch account <laughs> yeah who knows what you find there oh jeez uh but other than that i I have nothing nothing else to go off of. You've done you've done shout outs, and so I will now read the end title cards. <laughs> Alright, man. Yeah. If uh, slate, uh, the slate's cleared, then yeah. It's yeah. been good talking to you. Fantastic. Uh thank you for listening to Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do, 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 do. 
and I hope you have a great day.